Welcome to my IELTS classroom, the podcast where two English experts talk all things IELTS. I'm Shelley Cornick. And I'm Nick Long. And today we're going to be talking about online IELTS courses. How can you tell if an online course is too good to be true? What type of content should you expect from a good course? And how can you find a good IELTS mentor? Good evening, Nick. Good evening. This is the latest we've ever recorded a podcast, isn't it? It's almost like the midnight viewing. Mm. What time is it for you? It's quarter to nine. Quarter to nine. Mm. To be honest, Nick, we shouldn't really be doing this now. We should be sat with a cup of hot chocolate watching the telly. (laughs) Mm. Well, we've had pressing (laughs) issues, haven't we? We've had other things to do. We've had pressing issues. Essentially, what has happened, dear listeners, welcome to the show this week. Um, We are planning our interview with our experts on metacognition and I've taken actually genuinely a deep dive into the subject this week and for lots of boring reasons we were unable to record Mm -hmm. before this episode goes live tomorrow so rather than rush it which I don't want to do we're going to keep it on the back burner for next week Mm -hmm. and Nick and I instead are going to have Basically, we're going to follow on from last week Mm -hmm. where we looked at, you know, the really important topic of can you actually learn anything, not just IELTS, right? Can you learn anything by watching videos? Um, If you didn't listen to that episode, go back. It's always there for free in our timeline. Mm. But if you don't have time to do that, if you had to summarize that episode, Nick, in a sentence, Mm. what did we learn about watching or like trying to learn something from a video? It's very hard, almost impossible. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That'll do. Plus, even worse, not only is it difficult, you're going to have a lot of false confidence Mm. that you're able to do the thing, uh, even though you can't, right? So based on that, I thought probably what we should do this week is maybe have a look. You know, we were speaking last week about it's really important for any course, no matter what you're learning, to actually get the chance to practice what you're doing. But I guess that begs the question, well, how do you know that your online course is teaching you the skills that you actually need in the first place, right? So, you know, it might be great that you find a course and you're practicing the skills that they've given you. But if those skills aren't actually the skills you need, it's still not going to help, is it? No, not going to help. It is not. So what I thought we'd do this week is we would look at Basically, what you can do to ensure or help yourself to choose a course which is not just right for you, but which is going to lead you in the right direction, Mm -hmm. essentially. Now, obviously, as a disclaimer, Nick and I run our own course. It's Mm -hmm. my IELTS classroom. We offer online IELTS courses. We think our courses are fantastic and are trustworthy and are something, you know, if you're considering purchasing a course, we would love it if you came and joined us in class. But today, I'm not trying, or we're not trying to sell our courses. That is not the purpose of today. Today is just to give you, as a student, the chance to sort of think about critically, I guess, all of the services which are being offered online. And if you are going to go for one of those services, be it ours or somebody else's, just to 
just so that you can have some kind of um, confidence, I guess, Nick, right? Mm -hmm. In the decision that you're making. Because I think it is a big choice, isn't it? Like deciding who you're actually going to study with. Um, Because at the end of the day, they're the people who are going to sort of, you know, point you towards your new life or in Mm. your new direction, essentially. So these are just some questions I would encourage you, you know, to ask yourself if you're thinking about starting any kind of online IELTS course. Mm -hmm. So the first thing I think you should ask yourself is, is this course too good to be true? So when I say that, Nick, what are the types of things that should trigger a warning, (laughs) right? If, you know, if it's in an advert, what could be too good to be true? Anything that involves lots and lots of marking. I totally agree. Why would that be some kind of warning? Because signal? teachers have a very limited amount of time. Yes. And if they're offering you lots of marking, that means they are not really marking what you're doing. It's just a few ticks and a score at the end. A hundred percent. I mean, I think a lot of the issues here is, and where it can be quite difficult for someone like you and I, mm. is that there's no definition of exactly what marking is, is there? No, that's true. Yeah. So, you know, and we've seen it all, right? You know, mm-hmm. somebody could say, well, it's marked as, you know, because it's got two green ticks and an overall band score at the bottom. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody like us will change every single sentence in a, in a you know, every single, or sorry, correct every single mistake in the essay, mm-hmm. rewrite the sentences, mm-hmm. offer alternative arguments. I mean, there's a huge range in what is covered by marking. There is. Yeah. Now, some may say that we offer too much detail, but, you know, whatever you're looking for, I would say, you know, I often see on Facebook adverts things like 20 pieces of marking for $20. Well, <laughs> just think about it, right? You know, how long is it going to take to read your essay? Mm-hmm. How long would it take to make meaningful comments? Mm-hmm point you in the right direction how much would you want to be paid to to do that right if Mm -hmm. anything which is dozens of pieces Mm. for less than you know 20 you know i would say less than a dollar less than five dollars i would say a piece of marking i would be careful Mm -hmm. exactly what you're getting for that money same for any sort of speaking assessment yeah because that sometimes can even take longer can't it too to, to at least, well, to read through an essay doesn't take long, but to make comments and corrections does. Yeah. But speaking has to be like one-to-one and it has to be yeah. listened to all the way through to make comments. Exactly. And again, you know, I've seen a lot of, I don't know whether or not we should do this. I'm in two minds, but there's sort of a lot of people who are offering speaking feedback, which is recorded. Now, I understand why they do that. Logistically, it's easier for a student to record something and send it in. Mm-hmm. We've even done that on some of our previous podcast episodes. But is recording yourself speaking the same as actually being in the exam? Of course not. And that means they can just listen to a tiny section of it and then give you some general comments overall. (laughs) That's true. You don't even have to listen to the whole thing, right? You can just pretend you've listened to it, basically. Oh, Nick. (laughs) (laughs) Very good. So, yeah, you know, if you're getting too much for your money, I mean, we've seen, you mean, all salespeople do this, don't they? They just offer you more and more and more. And usually what happens when you get more is that the quality gets less, all right? So think about what you're being offered. The other sort of warning light, too good to be true, if somebody um, guarantees you a score. Mm -hmm. 
particularly if that score is like an eight. Mm. I'm so tired of like guaranteed eight. Come on, right? And you know, even worse, Nick, guaranteed eight in 31 days. Yeah, it's not <laughs> well, going to happen, I'm afraid. It's not going to happen. You know, I would say I can honestly think probably on two hands the number of students. Well, it depends. If it's an overall eight, yeah, we get quite a lot of students who get an overall eight. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, though, these people are promising eight in writing. <laughs> well, that does not happen. Eight is a very special score, mm-hmm. isn't it, really? And it is definitely not a score that I or any teacher could ever guarantee. guarantee. No way. No, mm-hmm. guarantee. I think that's the word. I mean... Maybe if it was a native speaker, I like a gamble every now and then, Nick. I would put money on us Mm -hmm. to be able to get that native speaker up to an eight. In 31 days? Again, right? I don't know. In 31 days, Mm -hmm. I'm not sure how much. I wouldn't bet that much, Mm. right? It would depend who it was. It would, yeah. Depends on the person. Depends on their their actual knowledge from the beginning. Yeah. Not just of English and of grammar, but of essay writing as well. Yeah. like how well they understand concepts. I would say how well read they are. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So like my sister, I reckon I could do it in 31 days. My dad, not so much. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) So, you know, if anyone's guaranteeing you a score, I don't know, you know, without having met you, spoken to you, found out your... um, starting level Mm -hmm. that should be a definite red flag yes the other thing nick is i get a lot of people who actually email and ask that to me and i understand it you know people are saying to me well you know i want to join your course but can you guarantee me a score (laughs) well in the same way that i would never give a student their money back if Mm. they didn't get the score which is another red flag Mm -hmm. you know what i always say to the student is i can guarantee you that i will give you the best possible training Mm. and Therefore, I think the best possible chance to improve your score. Which is but all you can I, do on your end, really, isn't it? Well, what else can I do? Like, I can't actually sit the test for you. Yeah. And, you know, students do kind of strange things sometimes in an exam room. They do. Stress, panic. Mm-hmm. If that's something you suffer with, go and listen to the interview I did with the art therapist, Beverly Accor. You're going to have to go right back. It must have been, oh, what, episode nine or ten? Oh, it was a bit later than that, I think. Was it? Yeah, it was like in the 20s or 30s, I think. Okay. Well, you can find it in our general advice because I know, you know, but if you are someone who does suffer in, in an exam from, you know, nerves or stress, that can affect your performance. Yep. Students can write off topic. I mean, there are many things that can happen on an exam day that sadly I, as a teacher, can't control. Mm-hmm. And therefore, you know, I can't guarantee that you will get that score. Also, Nick, there are a lot of um, courses that offer money back. Really? If students, yeah, if students don't get that score. And I'm always, oh, do you think they give the money back? I don't know. I, I can't see how it would be possible, to be honest. Neither can I, not really. Um, but again, I mean, I guess what I'm tr- trying to say here is you should know, everyone probably, I think, has got an intuition about what is real and tangible and achievable, right? Mm-hmm. And as much as some of us, you know, in a desperate situation, which some people, you know, they need their IELTS score yesterday, <laughs> it can be tempting, I think, to want to believe people who are saying, you know, I can give you your dreams 
for not much money, you know, you can trust me. Well, maybe there is a teacher out there who can do that. But, you know, sadly, if Nick and I could guarantee every student who came to us and ate within 31 days, <laughs> we would finally be rich, wouldn't we? Multi, multi-millionaires. <laughs> multi-millionaires. So <laughs> definitely just think honestly and calmly, mm-hmm. can this person really promise or guarantee you what they say that they can? Yep. The second thing uh, I would be thinking about is what is the course offering you for free? Mm-hmm. So what would be some things, Nick, that you might expect a course to give you for free, for example, before you sign up? Before you sign up? Yeah. Um, well, I would expect that maybe there'll be like kind of probably similar to what we have. A few, yeah. a few videos, like an introduction basically yes. to how everything works. Yeah. Um, before you sign up, maybe a newsletter. Yeah. I so something where you can actually get your hands on some sort of example of the the quality of the information that you're going to be given. I was going to say, I was going to say like group classes, but I think, yeah, that's probably after you sign up rather than before. Yeah, there are actually, that's something I'm considering. There are a lot of schools that offer sort of like one or two. They tend not to be, you know, when we think of group classes, our classes are all genuinely like Mm. live lessons, aren't Mm -hmm. they? Because where we're chatting to students, Mm -hmm. I've noticed there's a kind of trend for sort of free live lessons, which are actually just recorded webinars. Mm. Um. So people can see how it works, basically. Yeah, I mean, I essentially, I would say, I, well, this is something that I've got going to talk about a bit later about like seeing what you're actually buying. But I would say, you know, lots of teachers, us included, we will offer like this, the podcast, right? We don't charge money for this. Mm -hmm. Uh, We've got some free video lessons so that students can see what it's like to be inside the classroom. We've got blog posts. Essentially, there's a lot of great stuff and that's there for students to understand the quality. Mm -hmm. But what I would never do is offer students uh, a one-to-one lesson or marking for free Mm -hmm. before they signed up. Why not? Well, because from my perspective... There's so much out there that Mm -hmm. the student can see about who we are. And marking a one-to-one lessons takes up a lot of my free time. It's kind of like the premium service, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah. That essentially, you know, for me, if someone's... You see a lot of people on Facebook who are like, free marking, send me your essays. Well, maybe courses need to do that at the beginning maybe Mm -hmm. right to build up a reputation but I would be worrying you know at the end of the day if somebody's giving you something for free it comes back again to quality Mm -hmm. doesn't it so although we would like you know I'm sure there are many students who can't afford marking who can't afford one-to-one classes what worries me is that when they send their essays to these people, you know, often they don't say who they are, what mm-hmm. their qualifications are, mm-hmm. you know, what they're offering is just free. Like that is literally the selling point. It's free. I just worry that the information or the feedback you get, and I don't know what it is, could actually be more damaging than it could be helpful. Could be, yeah. Um, Especially if the person doesn't really know what they're doing fully. Yeah. So in if you are someone who's only looking for free feedback, I'm a member of a IELTS Facebook group called IELTS Tips and Tricks. It is the only IELTS Facebook group I would ever consider 
promoting, if that's what I'm doing. Um, the teacher who runs that, Raphael, I've actually asked him to interview him. I must go back and ask him again. He's been an arts examiner for over 20 years. He doesn't do it now, but he's been there right from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And he, for want of a better word, patrols that group. <laughs> and essentially, you know, any teacher who comes and tells a student, message me, you know, message me for secrets, message me for information immediately gets kicked off the site like everybody's welcome to contribute but they have to do it in public mm-hmm. and therefore we can all see the feedback that all the teachers are given mm. and therefore you can see when people don't know what they're talking about yeah. right and then mm-hmm. they're just giving absolute ridiculous nonsense tips and nonsense tips and tricks so my worry is if you're looking for something free go there mm-hmm. and anything else that's free I would say, if this person really is a professional, why are they offering their services for free? Yep. Would you go to a doctor who offered you a free operation? I wouldn't, (laughs) right? Um, We all like a freebie. I do. But... Nothing in this life is free, Nicholas. Nothing is not. That's what my dad used to say. (laughs) Exactly. And I I think what happens sometimes is that this free stuff Mm -hmm. can actually come back and damage you. Because if you're being told the wrong information, it's just... Making your, you know, a failed exam is not free, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's always a red herring for me. Um, the other thing I would be wary of, and this comes back to tips and tricks, uh, the Facebook group, Nick. So last week there was a new guy who appeared mm. and he posted a couple of videos. They sort of looked all right, but there was something, I don't know, something about him. So I went to his Facebook page I won't tell you the name because I don't want to spread bad information. He, you know, some of these people who are creating these IELTS websites have got absolutely no idea about IELTS, but they have amazing marketing skills. (laughs) This dude, right, he's got a five minute video. By the end of it, even I wanted to, I was thinking maybe I should buy his course, right? Even though I knew that everything he said in in the video was absolutely wrong. He just was supremely confident. He did one of those, you know, those sort of like YouTube videos where people keep turning around quickly, right? Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like they've got, they, they're using their phone as a selfie and then they sort of spin. Mm-hmm. And every time they spin, they're in a different place, right? Mm-hmm. And he was in Canada. He's like, spin. Here I am in Canada. Nice neighborhood. Spin. I'm here to give you three IELTS. Um, what is it? What are the words? Three IELTS secrets mm. that examiners don't want to tell you, right? <laughs> Change to a different part of Canada. So I'll tell you, guess what? I, I can only remember two of them, but his secrets were <laughs> the person who marks your speaking test is not the person who actually gives you the interview. Well, that's rubbish. Uh-huh. <laughs> there is a special hidden secret formula that if you use, the examiner must give you nine in the speaking test. Oh, it's going to be PPF, isn't it? It was. It wasn't PPF, but it was worse. Thank it God. was even simpler. It was just um, every time you give an idea, you explain it and give an example. That's how. <sighs> that's how you get a nine. A secret? No, no, Nick. It's not how. Yeah, not yeah. Just direct nine. If you do that, <laughs> the examiner has to give you. And then it cut to him offering his course for like. reduced from $1,400. So the point is, I'm making a joke of this. 
it actually looked, he was confident. You know, I understand why people may believe it. When I wrote a comment underneath that said, um, tricks, because I always have to make a comment if I know someone's lying, right? If, mm-hmm. if, I, if someone's trying to teach and it's not very good, that's great. They're trying, that's not my business. But if someone is actively lying, I have to make a comment. So I said, points two and three are absolutely fake. There's the examiner gives you the score and there's no secret. And then he wrote a message saying, have you ever taken these? Um, have you ever taken the test? Like he just kept trying to defend it. Right. Mm-hmm. Which I understand. But my point is that there are so many people who have now got websites mm-hmm. that look really good to be yeah. honest. Right. Mm-hmm. They often use those, like what are the key words? You know, if you were going to make an, if, if you knew nothing about IELTS, but you were going to make an, an, a website that was going to sell, what might be some words that you'd want to include in it? Speaking test. Speaking test. Mm-hmm. Examiner secrets. Mm-hmm. Um, tips and tricks. Oh, tips and Hacks. tricks. Sh- <laughs> Hacks. Mm-hmm. Shortcuts, right? Mm-hmm. It's all about shortcuts, right? It's never about, oh, to be honest... It's actually quite a difficult exam and you may have to work quite hard. But if you do, you'll get there in the end. It's Mm -hmm. all like, well, do it. You just need to know my secret hack, right? So you've got to be wary of these sales techniques, all right? So I would say, you know, simple things you could do. Have a look at when the website was built. Mm -hmm. If it was built last year, but they claim to have already helped, you know, tens of thousands of students achieve their target score that can't be true can it nick of course not no right so you know anything like that um any website which you know as soon as you click on it there's a timer that starts clicking down that says you know offer ends (laughs) offer ends in one hour Mm -hmm. why are they pushing you to buy in an hour Mm. right um See, now this is a bit controversial because some students may know who I'm talking about, but I would also say any website that has got a fake waiting list. What do you mean wait, waiting? You'll have to explain this to me because this is, this is. We are, we are so popular that we're the only school who's got a waiting list, right? So if you want to buy a very expensive course, Mm. you have to put your name on a waiting list, but it's not a waiting list. Because everybody gets an email after about two hours that says, oh, there's a space, you can have it. You're so lucky. Like this creating a demand, basically, yeah. like making you feel like you've got to take this course now. Mm-hmm. It's never going to be there again. Um, sure, schools have sales sometimes, right? I mean, mm-hmm. that's kind of natural. We do a sale what, once or twice a year. Mm-hmm. That's, but you know, if you're always being pushed to buy now, if you're receiving email after email, which is nothing, there's no helpful, useful information. If it is just buy, 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 mm. that would be a warning sign for mm-hmm. me. Yeah. You really want to be looking for the person who's trying to teach you something, not someone who's sort of trying to push you to buy. Mm-hmm. Um, right, Nick. What about what's the next thing? What else do you think someone should consider if they're um, well? If it's a website, customer service for sure. Right. Who are yeah. you speaking to? Is it a real person? Is it a native English speaker? Is it a bot? Yeah, I mean, I think the. I totally agree. I mean, I think being able to, you know, if you are interested in the course, email them. Mm-hmm. 
ask a couple of questions, see what the response is like. That's a quick and simple way mm-hmm. of getting an idea of, you know, what's going to happen once you've paid, right? There's a lot of people who are very nice and helpful until that moment. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, what's, what's that thing that bands do? Is it called a rider? I don't know what you... you heard about, mm, I'm not sure. you heard sure. about that? Like when bands go and play at mm. a um, a concert somewhere, mm-hmm. they will send a list of things that they want. So if it's Mariah Carey, it's things like, you know, grapes from Spain and an avocado <laughs> from Peru uh, served together with ice cubes from the Antarctic. I mean, it's a list of ridiculous things that they ask um, the venue to provide. And I always just thought it was like, concert people like rock stars being like divas Mm -hmm. but apparently the reason they do it is that if you ask those things and the venue can't supply them Mm -hmm. it shows you that the venue is not very good and therefore there could be a lot of other problems happening Ah, behind the scenes so it's like a test really Mm. so whenever I get an email from a student which has got like eight questions on it Mm -hmm. I just think this is a student who probably wants to check that I am a real person who knows what I'm talking about. And therefore I will take the time to reply to the questions. Um, because I would probably do the same thing, mm. right? Before I buy something, I often email and ask a couple of questions. So that is, could be a quick and simple way of you getting a good idea of, you mm-hmm. know, the type of service you're going to get on the course. It's a good um, one, yeah. Yeah, be patient though, because if you're like me and you're running a school, making a podcast, (laughs) it might take more than a day to reply, but they should reply to you. Mm -hmm. Um, What about reviews, Nick? What do you think about student reviews from courses? Would you trust them? I mean, this is so tricky these days because there are so many fake reviews as well. This is the problem, I think. It's really difficult to understand. Um, I mean... I don't I know. Think particularly- I, I think I think you can probably see. I mean, you can you can kind of tell if someone's being genuine to some extent. I think the best type of review would maybe be um, a video of somebody. I think so showing too. some That's kind of evidence, <laughs> but like, yeah. oh, look, I got a seven point five in IELTS. Look, I was a member of this website for two months. Yeah, but yeah. I think yeah, written reviews can be. A little bit more difficult to. Well, if, well, if, I mean, I think believe. we, you know, we should probably start doing more videos because I, I mean, I, mm. I think the problem is, is that anyone can have a photo next to some nice words about a course, can't they? Yeah. You don't know true. who that mm-hmm. person is. Mm-hmm. Um, so many times you, you'll see an IELTS certificate with the scores. You know, congratulations to our student. Well, you don't know if that's their student, right? It could be mm-hmm. taken from anywhere. So. That's the sad thing. I think you're right. I think maybe we need to start doing... I've been thinking about this recently. We probably need to start doing more video chats Mm -hmm. with students. I feel a bit uncomfortable, right? It's like, oh, you've passed. What happened? Yeah, I passed. I never really know what to talk about. But I do Mm -hmm. think having something visual or Mm. maybe some kind of like we've got the podcast episodes. I think you're right. I mean, I think it's so easy to fake now Mm -hmm. that those... Yeah, it is sad, really. Um, so I'd be wary of that. You know, have a look at the testimonials. You could even put their photo into like 
take a photo of Google image search to see if it's just an image that's it's just taken. something ripped from somewhere else. Yeah, that's yeah, a good idea, actually. Maybe that's a good idea. Mm-hmm. Um, but of course, I mean, I think you get a feeling for genuineness, but I don't know if you do. That's the problem. You know, like I said, some sites now, I can see through the gaps because I can see some of the language errors and what they're saying is not right, but it's difficult. Mm. It's not so easy, um, mm-hmm. Which is why I would say, essentially, you know, if you're thinking about a course... Try to ignore the bells, the whistles, you know, all of those sort of selling points and words. And instead, get down to the nitty gritty, the nitty gritty, get down to the actual course. What is it you are actually Mm -hmm. buying? Mm -hmm. Right. So, you know, basics. Who is it that actually made this wonderful course Mm -hmm. that you are going to be buying? Right. Is it now we've done it a whole episode about this in in the past about, you know, IELTS teachers. So we don't want to repeat ourselves too much. But is it a student who has literally just passed the test themselves? Mm -hmm. You know, so many students, you know, go from a seven to a teacher overnight, Mm -hmm. right? Now, as I, you know, I think I've used the analogy before, but you don't pass a driving test and then become a driving instructor. Nope. Okay. So have a look. Who is doing it? Are they qualified? The funny thing, actually, you know, again, we've spoken about this. English teachers don't actually really have to spend that much time getting a qualification. Even the people who have a qualification, like a CELTA, so Nick and Mm -hmm. I got our CELTAs, right? And they are great courses. They are still just four-week courses, aren't they? Mm -hmm. So as much as I'm grateful to that course, and I think it was instrumental in making me the type of teacher that I am, Mm -hmm. is a person who only passed their CELTA six months ago ready to teach IELTS? IELTS, no, and in general, probably not a very strong or confident teacher. They are, I think that's the perfect way to put it. They're at the beginning of their teaching journey, Mm -hmm. right? So, you know, I would be looking for someone who has got a Delta, which is the next level up, Mm. who's got a master's, um, or has got, you know, genuine experience. And, and again, you know, having experience teaching general English courses is great, but it's not the same as having exam experience. Nope. I'd look for someone who's had experience teaching a few Cambridge tests, right? So maybe the first certificate, mm-hmm. the, um, the CAE, even the proficiency exam, those were probably going to be good teachers who follow the kind of like Cambridge curriculums. Mm-hmm. They've got basic skills in, in exams. They're not only focused on IELTS. True, yes. There's no such thing as an IELTS teacher. <laughs> That's true. There really isn't. You mm-hmm. can't just, you're not just born an IELTS teacher, right? Mm-hmm. It is something which you build up to over time. So anybody who teaches, you know, not who only teaches IELTS now, because that's pretty much, sadly, all that we do, but someone who's only ever taught IELTS. It's not possible. No, it's not possible. It's a worry. Mm. And in terms of native, non-native, you know, we have all native teachers. Mm-hmm. Um, however, that is not the reason why, I, you know, I asked to work with Nick or Juliet or Tanya or Alex or any of those people. It's not because they were native. It was because... They were native speakers who had a CELTA, who had experience and Mm -hmm. who I personally knew Mm. were good teachers. So just being a native teacher also, sadly, 
doesn't necessarily make somebody a good teacher. And I've seen a, a sort of a growth recently of more and more native teachers who are creating not even courses, I wouldn't even say, but let's just say channels, mm. particularly on YouTube, mm. who don't have very much experience, who don't have a background of depth, I would say. Mm-hmm. And I think, unfortunately, because they are native speakers, they get very popular very quickly. Of course. It's the way of the world. It is the way of the world. And I think it's very difficult for some students to understand that that native speech, uh, native speech, native teacher badge mm-hmm. um, doesn't sadly always guarantee quality. Nope. Not, not even close to. <laughs> not even close. Yeah. So I would say um, look at who created the course mm-hmm. and then have a look at the course itself. One of the biggest danger things I see, even for actually really expensive, really famous courses, is that everything is hidden mm. before you buy it, right? So you get you, you see these things, it's like, I don't know, our 100 video library, right? But you never actually get to see what those videos are like. Mm-hmm. You don't know how long the videos are. They could be 30 minutes each. They could be two minutes each, right? So you could be paying for like, 40 or 50 hours of IELTS coaching or three hours of IELTS coaching. Um, You know, anything which is hidden, I always just think, you know, if you've got to pay for something before you can see it, that is a definite red flag for me. Um, If somebody's got content that you can see, just try and think, you know, is this content actually going to help me progress as a student? So, you know, a lot of, content let's say IELTS content online Mm -hmm. is just like one page posts of things like I don't know normal English IELTS English and then you've got words like good in the normal English Mm -hmm. and then in IELTS English it's got a word like outstanding so it'll be like a list of synonyms is that going to help a student pass the test probably not (laughs) (laughs) definitely not right um you know if there's a video just look at a simple thing. Just look at, you know, the production value mm. of the video. Mm-hmm. Does it look like somebody put time and effort mm-hmm. and thought into that video? Or does it look like somebody was on lockdown because of COVID <laughs> and thought they could make a course in two weeks? That's what's happening at the minute, well, sadly. Yeah. Um, well, that's life. Everyone's trying to make a living, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um also, are the lessons just do what I call do this, do that videos? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people who just lecture and say, you've got to do this, you've got to do that, you've got to do this. <laughs> but just as we saw last week, yeah, that that's not how you learn, is it? Nope. Definitely. It's not a good way not. to learn, at least, anyway. No. So, who created the course? What is actually happening in the content? of the course is there anything you'd add nick in terms of the content well i would say how long's the content as well okay because one thing that really surprised me when we started our podcast i was yeah. lo- i was looking at other ielts podcasts just to see what others were like yeah. and usually they were like two or three minutes long two or three minutes yeah so it was just like some small point about grammar Definitely some of them went up to like 15, 20, but there was definitely nothing that was as long as in depth as our Mm -hmm. conversations, which I honestly was quite surprised at. I thought there would be more. Yeah, I am. 
But that, I mean, that was a year ago. I haven't really looked since then. Right. I mean, and, you know, again, there's a time and a place for a short video. I think maybe I could learn Mm -hmm. from that. But, you know, if you're learning to do something quite complex, Mm -hmm. you're probably going to want a course which builds skills, go through things in detail, really, wouldn't Mm -hmm. you? Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. The other thing I think about is the format of, of the course that you're being taught. Right. So, you know, I see a lot of WhatsApp IELTS courses. I have no idea what's happening there. Probably big group chats where people help each other. Do you think? Just like the coffee point, basically. Right. So, you know, is it... But is that the oh, best way to learn? That's the no, question. Of course mm. it's not. I mean, it's great to have forums where you can yeah. go and ask questions. As an additional but... supplemental. Thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. And I think giving students a chance to work together and meet each other, that's something we're building into our course more and more because I think that's something which is really, really valuable. But... Mm. I don't think, you know, well, I would just have a look. Is it all, um, is it all video lessons? Are there any live lessons? You know, Mm -hmm. this may just depend on you and your lifestyle, right? If you're a doctor who's very busy, maybe a video lesson is going to be useful. Yeah. Um, You don't, can't schedule in a live lesson. Are you somebody though who wants to have a chat with a real teacher? Is there an opportunity to ask questions? Mm-hmm. I saw recently that people sometimes charge extra money to answer questions to students who are on their course or don't answer questions. What an easy life that would be, mm. Nick. <laughs> right? So definitely, um, yeah. The other thing I would say is have a look at the lessons in any course and ask yourself, how many of these are focused on language? Because mm. I feel like so many... So much advice is about how to structure, how to do this. But at the end of the day, if you're not able to write the sentences that can allow you to, I don't know, write a topic sentence or show cause and effect, Mm. then you're probably not really going to be improving. So I would say, you know, have a look at the language content. If you can see there are lots of sort of like language lessons there Mm. throughout the course, that's probably a sign that you're in the right place. At least that person is, you know, trying to give you support in terms of lexis and grammar. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think that's pretty much it, it, Nick. I think I went off of my eight questions by accident as we did it. Mm. But have you got any final advice for somebody who's, you know, thinking about joining a course? I would just say probably that the most important thing is just to take your time and be 100% yeah. comfortable with your decision. Like, there are... I mean, it's the same. I mean, it's the same for when you're buying any service these days. Yeah. Because there's always somebody trying to make a quick buck off something. Yeah. Um, and just there take is. your time. Do your research. Whether yeah. it's IELTS courses or whether it's anything really, any any kind of course. Mm-hmm. Make sure. I I would say usually if if something is very cheap, then it's probably too good to be true. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say any promises of unlimited anything yeah again probably too good to be true any big numbers in terms of what you can be offered too good to be Mm -hmm. true be realistic be grounded yeah Yeah. 
Definitely. There should, there should know, be some kind of IELTS comparison course website, you know, like they have for all the, the electricity companies in the UK. Moneysupermarket.com. And you can check on the value for money, the amount of content that you're actually offered and so on and so on. There should There's be. a business idea for somebody. There is a good idea. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's, it's a difficult one, isn't it? Because mm. it does feel a bit like the Wild West sometimes. Um, I think the only thing I would add is in terms of the content, you mm. know, if if you can get hold of some, you know, of, of the lessons from a course and what you find is that the teacher is telling you that you have to do certain things. That's not a good, that's not a good thing, is it? No. So if, if there's a teacher who's telling you, like, this is the template, templates are a, a fast track to a five, I think, not even mm-hmm. a six, right? Mm-hmm. So... There may be things which I teach, right? Because I think they're the best way to do something, mm-hmm. but they're not often the only way to do something. Yep. So I had a student recently, Nick, who <laughs> said to me that they'd sent their essay somewhere for marking, I don't know where, mm-hmm. and they got the comment that they couldn't get higher than a six for task response because they hadn't written the phrase, this essay will discuss. Wow. So, you know, comments like that. Charlatans and cowboys everywhere. Frightened me. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Right. So anybody who's telling you, no, you can't do that. If they're referring to something in the band descriptors, that's great. Mm -hmm. Right. So if they're saying you haven't got an overview, so you can't get more than a five, that is written in the band descriptors. That's great. But if Mm -hmm. they're telling you something which is not in the band descriptors, they are not telling the truth. So that's maybe the only other thing um, I would say to be aware of mm-hmm. but you know yes you can't just learn from watching videos um but i do think there are some good IELTS courses out there there are teachers who are doing a good job there are people like us who are just trying to sort of like fight through the crowd who are doing their best basically to offer something which they genuinely think is helpful and useful mm-hmm. um so there are good courses out there but it's like anything you said, Nick, isn't it? It's like if you're buying a second-hand car, right? You can yep. get a good one, but you don't want to buy the one that looks too good to be true because it probably will be too good to be true. Exactly. Right? You want, and Take you want to time. do your research. Take yeah. your research. This is an important decision. It's not going to be cheap, really, if it's going to be done properly. No. So, yeah. And it's going to change your life. It will change your life, but as we've said before, not many courses are more expensive than a failed test, right? And so many people go through five or six or seven failed tests before they suddenly think, wait a minute, Mm -hmm. maybe something's wrong here. So it is worth the time. It's worth investing your time to choose the right course. It may also be for some of you who need a high score, Mm -hmm. worth investing the money into that course because actually it's going to get you to where you want to go quicker. uh, And and much more cheaply. (laughs) than In the long run. Yeah. yeah, in the long run, then spending two hundred dollars a time on seven or eight different tests until you get your seven point five that you need to go to Canada. Exactly, mm. exactly. So that was our emergency episode. Emergency. But next week, I'm looking forward to it. Next week, we are definitely having our discussion of metacognition. What can you do yourself to understand your learning needs better and use that to improve your own IELTS score course or no course have a good week until then bye 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 my IELTS classroom podcast is a production of my IELTS classroom limited 
Nick and I do not represent IELTS and everything you heard in this episode is our own personal opinion. You can find the show notes and transcript for this episode on our blog. That's blog.myieltsclassroom.com. And if you're looking for our video courses, speaking lessons and marking service, you can find that at www.myieltsclassroom.com. If you have a question or query or just want to chat, you can email Nick and I at hello at myieltsclassroom.com. Our theme music is by Heartbeat and our artwork is produced by David Brown. Have a great week, study hard and remember, this is my IELTS classroom. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.